You're listening to the Voices Behind Women's Cricket Chat. That's Hannah, Georgie, Cassie, Mahika and Alex. Coming up on today's podcast... Coming up on today's podcast, we've got Salma B. Now, Salma has spent the past 15 years devoting her time to making grassroots sports, in particular cricket, a more inclusive place. Salma talks about her experience of growing up South Asian and how perhaps there weren't as many opportunities for people from similar background to her and how she wants to make cricket a more fairer sport where everyone has equal opportunities. She also talks about the importance of Azim Rafiq coming forward and being a whistleblower and how that could potentially change the landscape of cricket. The first place to start is just simply how do you get involved in cricket? Just as anyone else would say, you, you, you watch cricket on TV, it's around you. I've grown up in a family full of men. I mean, I had five brothers and my dad, we played a lot of cricket in the back garden and I picked it up. I just watched a lot of men play cricket and I think it's just the likes of Shane Warne really inspired me how he used to bowl spin. Uh, I took it on board and thought, this is something I want to do. I mean, I tried a lot of sports, so I had a really active uh, childhood. So I think when I was at school, I was asked to captain for the team. And it was just there when uh, there was a county coach that recognised me at a derby match and offered me the chance to go and trial for county. But it's just where it all started, where I had no idea that women played cricket or it was something that you could get yourself into as a profession. So took it all on board. But it was a you know, a wake-up call at the same time because I had a lot of learning to do. I didn't really have any kit. The support wasn't there. You think something that you do as a hobby at home in front of your parents, they will support you. It didn't really happen. When I got into cricket and there was a lot of commitment involved, I had a lot of uh, drawbacks. They would make comments and they would say, well, we can't keep driving you around the country and taking you to your games. How are you going to get paid for this? Is this even a career? Or again, it came back to culture drawbacks as well, come from an Asian background they sort of said to me have you seen any Asian girls playing cricket I mean what makes you stand out why do you want to do this and especially when the sport didn't pay itself and at that time there was enough sponsors for women's cricket or it wasn't even broadcasted on tv I get comments from everyone and my family would say what what are our family relatives are going to say so it, it was quite difficult at the same time I had to prove a lot of people wrong and I tried for Warwickshire for a couple of years and I couldn't get in and that was at the age of probably 18, 19, 20. So I couldn't get into the women's side. Again, the feedback was, well, you need to be a match winner. You need to come along and do something amazing. You're bowling spin. A lot of girls can bowl spin, but you haven't got it into you. And I just used to think, what is it that they need from me? It just didn't click. And I think I realized, yeah, I I do need to train a lot more. I took on one-to-one coaching. I remember there was a New Zealand coach that was touring in England and he was offering coaching sessions. I wasn't even considering going abroad somewhere training a bit harder just to improve my cricket at the same time while I was trialing there was a coach that came up to me and he offered me to play for a club and he said well you the the problem is that you're not playing enough club level cricket and you haven't got any stats to go back on so if you're not proving that you have been a match winner you've not taken wickets or made runs they're not going to really pick you you can't get into county just like that so yeah I I, I took on board I, I joined the 
uh, Five Ways Old Edwardians Cricket Club. That was about 40 minutes away from my house, but my coach was really supportive. He said he's going to help to pick me up for games and drop me off. So it was quite good that I got that support. And when I joined, the girls were very family-like, really supportive. There were younger girls than me that played a lot of cricket already. There was a lot of siblings that were playing together. But where I fitted in, this was good. It was brilliant for my game. It gave me a lot of confidence. And I think at that time, I thought, wow, you know, I've played a lot of some cricket now and I've started to not only play for the women's side I was playing for the men's teams I joined other midweek cricket uh, teams and it was only because they wanted help with getting enough players for a team and set up a midweek a short game version matches and I helped out and I think again it, it helped me and it helped them so it improved my game and at that time, I think I was about 22 when I trialed for Worcestershire County. I missed the first two um, trial dates and I thought, oh, sugar, you know, how's this happened? And it was the last session. I turned up and I just gave him my all. They were training in the net, in and bowling. And yeah, I, I think I must have done something right where I got the call that night to say, yeah, you've been selected for Worcestershire County. So it's quite a changing moment for me because I probably was the first and the few of the Asian Muslim girls to play for Worcestershire County and to be selected for the women's senior side so that, that was amazing but at the same time it was a new challenge all over because when I joined that team I realized there's about six of the girls that were spin bowlers so you don't get to see many spin bowlers in a, in one team but in this senior side there was more spin bowlers than pace bowlers so when I joined the first season I wasn't picked for all the t- games a lot of the time I was 12th man again you know if you come from a background where you're not getting enough support and then you come along and you play in a team and you're not selected for all games it, it really dampened you know my confidence and it made me feel like am I worth anything I'm just wasting my time playing cricket and I'm trying to prove it to my parents I'm good enough but then I'm coming into a game a whole Sunday is being wasted because I'm being benched but I just took on the opportunity where I was picked for games and then all I would be around fielding all day and then when there was a time when they needed a match turning moment they would turn to me they would say to me all right then Salma go on bowl your googlies or bowl your offspin uh, leggies and see what you can do see if you can take a wicket and I'll come along and take a couple of wickets and it's changed the whole game so I took it on board to think okay I'm doing something that's different and I'm just getting my name on a scorecard I'm being part of the team but at the same time it was a lot to deal with because I couldn't always fit into the team because I wasn't always playing alongside the same team every game I, I was uh, nominated for the MCC women's side and that's a members only club and that's based in London at Lords, and obviously you would know yeah and I think that's where I loved every moment of it because you would turn up for an MCC match there's no pressure of playing cricket you go there perform you play alongside ex-England players you play alongside academy players and you learn so much I picked up so much I would go in there and just perform and I loved it and and the opposition that you'd play against will be either schools universities or even the army and again it wasn't about just saying oh you've got to prove that you're the best or you got to put on a performance where we're unstoppable but it was all about the spirit of the game when everyone enjoyed cricket and I loved it and I'm still playing for the MCC I can't wait this year Um, my first game will be 
on the, the 22nd and it's for the MCC Women's Day. So I'm excited to play because uh, it's always special to play at Lords. I've played against Japan. Then I've also played against Hong Kong. I've trained alongside the England women's team. So these little things that add up and they're just like the highlight of your career. So when I look back and I think, wow, yeah, you know what? Even though it was difficult at the start, I, I didn't. I was against all odds. I proved a lot of people wrong and taking it on board, playing a lot of cricket, making a name for myself. It changed the perspective of my family as well. So I think that was the biggest challenge. So here I am today just trying to set that legacy. I absolutely love that. And I've said that so many times in this podcast, how like the MCC changed my life. So my family and stuff like couldn't afford to go on like holidays abroad and that kind of stuff growing up. So my first trip abroad was with the MCC on a tour to Holland. Wow. And okay. yeah, because with the MCC as well, it's all paid for. So mm-hmm. it removes that kind of financial barrier to go on those kind of international tours and stuff. So I managed to go there and China and Hong Kong. And like I said, like that to me was my first opportunity of, wow, cricket can actually like change your life. It's so true. I mean, I'll play down in Portsmouth and I, I still remember the scenery, you know, you're playing at the seafront. So yeah, it does. It gives you so many opportunities to travel the world and see everybody and see different experiences of cricket so yeah amazing and like you mentioned as well like playing against the likes of Japan and yeah um oh, my biggest highlight I would say that I was playing a, a game against I think it was uh, Oxford University and the captain that we had she's really encouraging very supportive and I think I was bowling and she's just watching me and she she gave me a lot of chances to play and I think that same game we had Claire Taylor who was in my team as well and they were talking between themselves and I think later in during the interval I asked to my colleague I said you know the captain she's really supportive and she's really encouraging and I think you know I feel like today she really put me on top and they were like well do you know who she is she's she's the under 16s England selector and I was like oh wow and she asked somebody of my age and I think at that time I was about 25 and was thinking oh darn you know I could, I could have been a lot younger and possibly had that chance to play for England but yeah I think that was one of my highlights but when you look back at playing a lot of cricket for yourself I used to think well what am I doing for the community now that I've made it as far as I can is there something I can do for the girls of my background and I think that's where I really got my greatest satisfaction I came back and I thought okay I've got a good friend of mine we've played a lot of five-a-side football which was futsal we used to play at the futsal arena in Lozells and I had a uh, sit down with her and said you know I've heard you've got a community interest company let's do something about it let's let's get more girls involved in playing multi-sports and it wasn't even just to do with cricket it was just get girls doing something fun exciting getting together meeting new people and she loved the idea and she said you know Sama let's do this let's host a few events and see how it works and our first crazy idea was let's play 10 hours of non-stop five-a-side football and it worked you know we when we promoted it we thought oh, not many girls are going to sign up you know it's just a silly idea yes it's worked in Brazil they've set a royal record and the men have done it but I don't think the girls would want to do something have they got time and the feedback that we got we was amazing I mean the girls travelled from London from Wales from Manchester and they got together and they brought other girls and competed and said yeah we want to get medals for this we want to set a record and it was so good that not only 10 hours we beat our own record of 20 hours we had a group in down in Swindon that 
try to beat our record by 12 hours but I think no one's uh, beaten 20 hours so we hold that record which is amazing we did a lot of indoor t10 cricket world cups and not only hosting women playing cricket I managed to pull off an event where I hosted men to play t10 cricket and again the feedback from them was you know we couldn't tell if it was a male dominated organization or a female dominated organization that pulled this off so it's amazing and we introduced dodgeball just recently in August I did a park league event for women and that was like a tri-series event and it was coming off the idea of the 100 and we did like a 50 over game so it was a five over deliveries and again the feedback was come on Salma you got to do an annual thing and I'm hoping this summer it's really exciting I've got a lot to follow on so yeah I mean it's a lot of commitments at the same time and like today you know got to work around my kids but I love every minute of it again doing for others that's what it's all about as a grassroots champion I'm so privileged to become a hometown hero so the Commonwealth Games are coming to Birmingham have a hometown so I'm really excited about that and there's so much there's so much at my doorstep you know this is what it's all about and I think now that I've done it I really you know I want to do a lot more for others and that's where it it just gives me that you know gratification to know that yes doing for others and seeing them going from one place to another I've I've seen a lot of girls gone on to get national awards so it's exciting to see that that you've supported someone and they've taken it aboard they've got onto courses as coaches and umpires and it's given them confidence and sometimes you get girls that want to play sports because of mental health issues and I think yeah let's get them involved so there's a lot of different reasons why people join and take part in events and sports so it's good to see that that we're making a difference everything you're doing at the moment kind of must stem back from that about like you were saying proving a point making a difference but also just representing your community like I say when I was growing up I didn't have many role models to look up to and a lot of it was men playing cricket or white class groups and I think yeah I mean Charlotte Edwards visited my cricket club years ago and just remember her words saying Salma what you're doing just continue it somebody will see it one day and I think those words made such an impact in my life because there's many times I wanted to give up I used to think yeah there's not many people like for like around me where I'm playing the places I'm playing are well off and I'm the odd one out and I look I look different you can tell I'm the brown girl and I took it on board and I thought you know that's what makes me stand out and I think yeah a lot of people will turn heads and think what does this girl entail off and I think that's where we made a difference to say okay I'm here I'm doing something different I'm not a overseas player but I'm here I've grown up you know in a suitable community and I want to and approve that a point that you know you it doesn't matter about your background if you've got something in you go for it you've got that passion you've got that talent everyone's got a chance to prove themselves and I think that's what makes a good story and I think yeah when when I met a lot of like for like girls that had the same sort of a mindset for life and the profile they built up and I thought yeah everybody should be allowed that opportunity and now as a role model as a coach and an umpire I think it's so crucial of me to be at that place where I can remind people that if I can do it so can you and it, it is possible it, the games are for everyone and this is what we want to see more of because sports and cricket is about having everyone come together and it's your talent that shines on that scorecard you know for that day for the game it's what you do on that pitch that does the talking 
it and it's not about your background how much you've got in your pocket or the color of your skin it should be open to everyone so yeah I think it's helped me in a way I've taken it on as a positive role so I'm excited I mean just recently in 2021 at the New Year's Honours for the Queen's Honours I, I received the British Empire Medal and it's in my wildest dreams I would have thought that that's going to be me that's going to get a, a medal and I think I hold that place and I think yeah it holds a lot of responsibility now to know that am I going to provide for the community am I going to prove it to a lot of people that yeah I've had to work my way up and it hasn't been easy and I can just remind them yeah but you work at something one day the results will come and I think a lot of people even my dad still says well you didn't play for England I didn't see you play on TV and I think yeah you're going to say that but it's not about just playing for the best team in the world and feeling that greatness and achievement it's about possibly there's other ways going around it anything maybe I wasn't made to play cricket all my life I, I walked into the North Ants County I was selected straight away they knew of me at that point they wanted me to play every game and I think within that sort of year I, I settled down I got married and then I was more committed on settling down having my family so there was one point where I was desperate to play every game and there came a time where I was given the chances do you want to play or not and I, I easily move away from it and say well you know I'm not available but yeah there's so much of it I can play and just recently when I played for the MCC and the Australian uh, some of the girls came from Australia that toured in England and when we played against them as much as I loved you know watching Ashley Gardner hit it all around the park I was missing my kids and I'm thinking wow you know it makes you realize actually there's so much that you you do in your life and then you realize your priorities do change and it's a balance it doesn't mean that oh one thing you've stopped completely I mean, I haven't given up playing cricket, but at the same time, I wouldn't miss it if I didn't have to play. And I think, yeah, you realise that, yeah, there's something that you were obsessed with at one time. Now, it doesn't make a difference as much to say that. It doesn't matter if you if you miss a game, it's fine. Let, the, let someone else shine. It's their turn now. So it's all about accepting that you've done your bit in your community and now let others come forward and prove a point so it's nice and I think this is again women empowerment we support each other and encouraging like yourself what you're doing for others and you're giving us this platform to share our stories and I think this is what we need we need people like you out there in the community and supporting us and it's a voice again we can share our story hated cricket for a while and I absolutely hated it and then I kind of got that confidence back a bit and thought you know what I just want to go and play some club cricket only a couple of years ago now I've only been back playing for a few years and stuff but it's just reframing it in your mind that like you, you don't have to be the best exactly but yeah. you can be about being like you said playing for England or being the best player there's so many exactly. other career opportunities volunteer opportunities and I want to kind of touch on the motherhood point as well because I think it's a good time to bring that up and then we can move back on to umpiring and everything else mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. how do you find motherhood and cricket because as you know I'm expecting my first child this summer and at the moment there's a lot of uncertainty and anxiety and I'm just like how am I going to juggle it all well first of all I'm going to say congratulations to you bringing in a lovely child that's going to be inspired by mommy and everything that you do so just keep doing what you're doing that's that's really good and they will look up to you they'll they'll see each moment and think wow mommy's doing all that and I need to do that and I think again motherhood is about balance and I think you got to keep yourself sane you've got to keep yourself at it and I think when you have that positive mental health sort of lifestyle as well 
it's a good impact on your kids if you were just down to committing to them it'd be difficult because yeah you you will be the best mother in the world and we all we all pray to be the best but there's so much that you can do for the kids and I think again they they will remember the moments where you've done something for yourself as well and I think you you will have something to talk to about and and it'll inspire them I mean I've still gone back to work in between of having my kids and played cricket when I don't play my sports I'm actually hemodialysis sister so I have a lot on my plate and again I've got a good uh, support from my husband it's a balance and we know that it's like him going to the gym every day and I think if he's going to keep himself fit and he can go about you need that little break as well from your kids and you think yeah I'm I'm going it's my way of socializing catching up with my friends playing a bit of cricket and I'm enjoying it so you, you got to keep yourself the way you want to be as well I think there's a lot you will give up for them you will sacrifice a lot I think you realize what's important and what's not but if you bring that positivity in the house I think they they will love it as well they they will enjoy seeing that and think there's so much out there now with this generation of kids that it's so much of screen time you you want to take that away from them as that but in a good way you want to get them in the garden you want to get them active we've got to take out obesity there's a lot of factors we've got to think about a good diet so we are role models for them and I think that's where it all starts and it starts by them knowing that mommy or daddy are doing something amazing they want to be just like us I think my girls they look at my trophy cabinet they see medals and I and I do say to them those medals belong to you they are your trophies but you'll only feel the greater achievement when you're gonna work hard for your own medal and my best plan is to introduce them to all sports and it's not that oh just because I couldn't fulfill my dream or I couldn't play cricket at such a level now they're going to have to complete that for me I don't want to have that mindset because that was the mindset of our generation of our parents and they're of a different generation now it's it's about letting them find their feet and finding themselves and enjoying everything taking everything on board and if there's something that they really want to do I will be there I will support them all the way I think uh, yeah I, I, I do remember that having borrowing kit from colleagues at a time so now there's a time where I've been sponsored for my kit so I don't want to make it too easy for them I still want them to know about working hard and finding having that feeling of achievement will be much better than being provided everything on a plate because we've come from an underprivileged background so yeah I just want to keep them to their roots and I think it's just all about being real being real to them and knowing that you know it's a challenge when they're going to face their own challenges ah there's so much I can protect them with but when they go out there they got to see the world for themselves and I think yeah let them do it and trust in that that's the thing as well because like if your girls do go on to decide they do want to play cricket and if my little girl hopefully she wants to play cricket but as long as she does some sort of sport I'll be happy as long as she's you know healthy and active that's all that matters but my network now of female cricketers is huge whereas I didn't have that growing up and mm-hmm. like my mum couldn't be like oh here's your auntie such and such or here's your yeah. friend you know like here's my friend she's gonna take you down the road and play some cricket it was only male figures that I had and luckily for me my mum was sporty so that was great but for my daughter and hopefully for your daughters they've got so much more access to these brilliant women who can like chuck a ball at them or pick a ball at them and it's just a completely different world for them it's so true like you say that network we all sort of know somebody now even now when you watch the England team I'm so proud to see the girls I think even Amy Jones she played for Warwickshire she played for Warmly Cricket Club and I just love the fact that I see my girls that are now playing for England at one time we were playing 
in the same teams or against each other. Even Danny Viet, I mean, I always say that I've got her under my belt. I, I, I bowled to her and I got her out. So it's nice to see that, you know, we've played against these girls and they've worked hard. They deserve to be playing for England. And I'm so proud to see that these were the girls that we were growing up with and uh, learning a lot of things from. So it's good to see that. And I think, yeah, that's what makes it more exciting. Yes. So the Mad Productions, uh, it was all set up in 2012. Again, it was just an organisation where we thought, well, when I was growing up, I didn't have these opportunities. And what can I do for the community? If I had the chance and if I was aware of all this going on, I would have 100% joined in. So again, where we set up sessions in the community get girls to come along try a bit of a taste the sessions of uh, cricket itself get them to see what it feels like having a full kit on playing in the net helping them to prepare for trials if anything and just uh, advising them on the paths to take for coaching and umpiring sessions if any funding was available it was a way of me getting that connection and saying well I know somebody and this is available have you got someone that's keen on joining in so we provide a lot of sponsorship opportunities at the same time when I collaborated with my good friend Gemma Smith she she had the Sporting Pathways Community Interest Company and uh, when we put it in as a partnership that's where we hosted events and if, when we look back now we, we can't believe we've hosted nine events the first eight were all self-funded it was difficult because um, there wasn't much opportunities out there we we just had that belief that we've got this product we know it's going to be a success. We're going to pull off a 20-hour futsal event. We're going to pull off the T10 Cricket World Cup or even dodgeball. We know the same girls are going to keep turning up. Even if it makes them travel from a city to a city, they will turn up. And because we were giving them kit on the day, they were having food and drinks. They were going home with a medal, a certificate and photos for a lifetime to talk about. But most of it all was because of the experience. They made friends for life. They had something to talk about and they were looking forward to the next event again and again so I think we've built a great profile now that we've got that support there's a lot of organizations that want a partnership with us so yeah and at the same time where the disability part of it comes in is when we were hosting these events because it was all self-funded we were getting the girls to raise funds for charities and charities like the acid group organization autism at cerebral palsy coming from a medical background it was a nice way of teaching the girls in the community uh, to, and getting them to talk about these medical conditions so it was nice to see that we were raising funds at the same time of doing an event so these charities would come down and support us on the day and just be grateful that we were doing something amazing so yeah we, we managed it was hard work at times we were out of pocket and we would think is there any point of this but when you saw the feedback from players and these girls had never played any sports before they come along and just try it out and enjoyed it we think yeah we were doing it for them you know that's what it matters and I think yeah I've built such a big network of these girls coming along and now we're still in contact it's amazing to know that we're still in contact and there's always something around the corner to say okay is there anything out there for us and we want to pull off more events and I'm looking forward to this summer we'll we're hoping to do one in the summer and something in the winter so yeah it's gonna be nice if you're doing something and it's purely just for yourself, it would get very, very lonely. Whereas when you do have that figure, I guess, why, like why you're doing it, it makes such a difference. And like Oh, yes. Oh, it's so true. I mean, if I just 
sat here to spoke about myself I get really boring <laughs> and I would say yeah oh yes I've got these many national awards and I've done this and done that and I've done it for myself but yeah it's not just about doing everything for yourself and I think yeah I'm 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 glad I was made for doing for others and I think that also comes from my nursing background I do a lot for the my patients and I've enjoyed when I look back and I think they are patients that are on dialysis they depend on a machine they are there for three times a day and without it the kidneys don't function anyway they need the kidneys to be filtered when I look at them and I think it was my nursing that helped me to do my sports because that's where I used a lot of my money but also I would think yeah I'm so blessed we are so fortunate that we are not tied onto a machine or we've got no needles in our arms we can do things we've got the ability and this is my chance to show a lot of people out there that you're all welcome to take part in something and there's always something out there for you we've even had to consider religious values where girls said well make your indoor session and make sure that we're covered up and there's no men spectators and we followed everything we respected everyone because it's, it's their voice that matters and we want to provide this for them and to say yes why not we will be there to support you and there's no discrimination involved and why not it's all about you guys so yeah that's that's what I love about it and you set up the first all Asian women's cricket team in the UK so again just tell me a little bit about that where did the kind of idea come from and how did it all work it's the owner of Opening Boundaries, Halima Khan, who's based in Yorkshire. She got in contact with me and we, we were good friends just beforehand. She supported me with a lot of smaller projects around cricket. And uh, she she told me that, Salma, you know, I want to I want to pull off a cricket event. And can you help me out? And I said, yeah, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to just get a group of girls together? Because every year her target is to play against the forces. So either they play against the army, the navy, and it was all about okay let's let's uh, get a team together but she said but this will be the all inspirational Asian women's team and I said okay yeah that could be possible it might be hard work to find all the girls that are Asian she had a few names I had quite a few names as well we got in contact with them we said look this is a chance for you guys you're going to make history you'll be part of an all Asian team and it's about having fun again it'll be an annual event and this is what you'll get at the same time and do you want to be part of it and some girls said no we're not available and there's a most of them said yes at one point it was quite difficult to even to get an all Asian team together but when we asked them to send us just a bit of background about themselves and what they've done in cricket in the field of cricket it was so nice to see that we were really inspired by their stories and to think wow you know guys you are representing their Asian background and no girl was in a way from the same um, city so it was nice to see that there was girls from all walks of life there were different levels of cricketers that came along and took part so it's so nice I was captain of the team and we played against the army so really enjoyed that it, we played in Yorkshire so yeah really really enjoyed it on that day we had the likes of Sajid Mahmood uh, come down and do the representation of the medals and trophies it was good to see that again the feedback was nice it was good to say that we've pulled it off now and can we do it every year so yeah since then she's been uh, hosting it every year and I look forward to taking part this year again but this time not as captain it's so true I think a lot of the time when I look back at my time of playing cricket I started off 
quite late. So I think when I was at the age of 15, 16 is when I got into club level cricket. And if you want to be playing for England, we want to get these girls when they're at primary school. And this is a great time to nurture them and then have that commitment for them to be involved. Again, I've seen this from experience of county selection. They will want to pick the younger girls to get into the setup rather than the older girls always because of commitments, probably settling down, having family, having kids. And, and I think all oh, they're, they're career driven. So they might pick up jobs and, and that commitment will be more in that direction. So yeah, I think starting off at a younger age, there are some key players. I mean, I support Sonia Adedra and I think she's an upcoming star and I'm really, really a big fan of her. And I think she's amazing. I do believe she's married and I'm hoping that, you know, she will stay there as long enough to be selected for England. I'm proud to see Sophia Dunkley. It's the first Cricket World Cup that she's performing every game and she's from an ethnic background and yeah, Isha Guha has come a long way. I I used to see Isha Guha train at Lourdes quite a bit and we did a lot of uh, projects together. Again, it was talking about Asian girls getting into cricket so I got to know her really well and it was always a good feeling when she would recognise me and say, you know, hello, hello Salma, how are you? So it was nice to know, be acknowledged by such a big star like her. She's done amazing things like now as a comment commentator. She's just, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, breaking ceilings and proving to the world that there's so much opportunities out there for women and especially of colour. Like you say, again, it's set up. You need that from a a very early age. And also it's about getting involved, having that support of your family and culture support. I think it's changing. I'm just hoping that we can get more Asian girls in the setup. And it's very similar for the men's side as well. You know, you've got Moin Ali and Adil Rashid that played for a bit. Then you've got Ravi Papara that played for a bit. So we've had in and out represent. But there's a lot there in the background. Yeah, again, we need coaches. We need good people out there pushing it forward. But again, you know, if there's opportunities for everyone, regardless of what colour you are, if you're good enough to perform, why not? You're good enough to play for uh, England. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got uh, the Desi women that want to get involved with me. And it's nice to see that they do a little project of young girls and their moms coming along to the sessions. And again, it's educating their parents to knowing that it's safe for you to play. I was the first in my family to get into university. And at that time, I didn't even know if my dad was going to allow me to get into uni. I remember applying without anyone's knowledge. When I got my place, I just told them, can you drop me off tomorrow? And I got my independence when I was driving. When I passed my driving, that helped me get to places because it was less stress for my parents and that commitment that they couldn't give me. I went out there and did it myself. Again, I paid for everything. I don't regret anything. I don't believe that I've wasted anything. I mean, now that I've got my kids, I look back and I think I'm grateful. I did a lot of things before I had my kids because it's not the same. You wear many caps and I think, you know, you got to see where that balance lies. And yeah, it's I'm looking forward to the future. I believe there will be a lot more Asian girls coming through the doors and performing and playing. And I just think, I hope, you know, along the ranks, they do, don't give up because, yeah, you, you do get put away. You get second best at times and it's difficult. There's a lot of commitment to, or you're not probably socializing with other girls you're not going out because of religious restrictions but that should not stop you from uh, playing a high level of cricket it's true I used to get these comments even made to me like my dad used to say well make sure you don't get injured I don't want you 
having scratches on your face or a black eye or you're out in the sun and you're you're just getting tanned and this ideology of oh you're going to become dark and no one will want to get married to you and it was just I think they sort of put it in your mind that don't do something out your comfort zone and I think it's all about challenging yourself my brother played cricket he played for the same club as me at one point we used to bowl off spinner at one point we were compared that much he left the club and he's now moved to a different club because he couldn't take the fact that we were just as good as each other but he was treated much in a different way my dad would not worry about him being out till the evening and coming back late or how far he would travel or how much money he spent on his kit and what he would do with it whereas I was asked the minute you know the clock went past seven o'clock in the evening at a silly time they start ringing me and asking when are you coming home? And I could see now, yes, it was for my good as well. They were protecting me and making sure that I'm safe. But at the same time, you worry and you think then you just can't concentrate. You can't think about your game and you will never be as open as other girls around you because you've got a lot more at stake. And you think, oh, you know, is this for real then? Are they even supporting me? Yeah, I, I had a lot of friends that would say to me, Salma, come on, let's go out and watch a movie. And I'll be like, no, but I'm playing cricket. And they would look at me and say, are you so, you know, what do you get out of playing cricket or your sports and a lot of your family would think well you're not getting paid for it so why are you even playing this sport and only now I mean my younger sisters I open doors for them one of my youngest sister she played for Warwickshire under 15s county and I was really proud to see her play and then my other younger sister she's played a lot of uh, football and she played for the West Brom Albion team so it was nice to see that she was scouted for them again we've played 11 aside football as well and we've enjoyed it. I was a goalkeeper for many years. We did wear shorts, but we had long socks and we made sure that we didn't give anybody a chance to say, well, you know, what you're doing is wrong or out of order. We still had that limitation to know that, yeah, we do understand where we are coming from and we respect everything. So if we love the game, why not? We were allowed to play. So my younger sister then went on and did her sports and exercise degree. Now, you would never think that an Asian girl would pick up a sport like that, but she's proud now that she's a grammar school teacher and she loves every minute of it. So I think, yeah, back then it was all about just get a good degree get a good education and think about your money just earn but I think everyone sort of goes in that same cycle and it's just going to repeat itself but it's good to see that there's when you have something different to do in life and you look back and say I'm glad I think all of them all of them mean they've all got a story to tell I think my proudest probably was my first ever it was the British Asian Sports Award in 2009 it was the same night where Amir Khan got his first ever national award as well and I remember that night Denise Lewis recognized me and said Salma you know I was on the judging panel and I fought for you I wanted to make sure you win this and I thought wow somebody like her such a big role model you know iconic moment to say to me that she's actually read my profile and she really wanted me to win tonight and it was such a good feeling because at that same time I think that's when I was playing for Worcestershire County and I was so close to giving up giving up cricket altogether I just thought no it's pointless I'm being pushed behind I'm not doing anything I'm letting myself down I'm dropping catches I'm getting out for silly runs and I'm not performing anymore and it was that turning point of my life to know that 
wow, this is where you are being recognized. And I'm, it's not about doing it for myself. I was doing it for others around me. There were a lot of other girls that needed someone to hold tight, to face these challenges, then to turn around and say, well, she's done it. So there's a chance out there for us. There's a voice for us and it's believable. Uh, so I think, yeah, that was my proudest moment. But recently, and I think everything that tops it up now is my British Empire medal. Just before then, I had the British Citizen Awards and that was a, a good feeling that was there were an invitation in London and I, my, my son at that time was only 19 days and they asked me to come for the event that evening and I told them look I've just given birth and, and I said they wanted to push my day forward they said well why don't you come in the summer and not in the winter and I said don't worry I'm still happy to bring my baby down and we were on the London bus and it was a tour around London I remember holding my son in my arms and thinking you know this is what it doesn't stop you from playing and performing in life you still be recognized for what you're doing for others regardless of having kids or coming from a different background or having so much drawbacks in life it makes you stand out I mean now just recently I don't really talk about this as much I think I'm getting a bit more comfortable about it only because I'm starting to see other people post good things about this I mean I've only recently had vitiligo and that's like a skin condition so you sort of you look like a brown girl but turning into white literally and it's this it's pigmentation there's nothing I can do about it there's no cause for it or treatment but um my grandma had it and then my aunt had it so there'll be a time where I will sort of have patches on my face and it, it does affect me I think at times I felt depressed and I've felt low in mood I didn't really want to take photos of myself and I just didn't want to be around a lot of people and I'm beginning to accept it now only because I'm thinking well if I'm going to shy away from this if I can't talk about my mental health and to know that even after winning these awards you still can be someone that can get kicked in the teeth and you think yeah but I, I need to get up now I need to take it in a positive mindset and I've got to do it for my kids because if they was to have it when they're growing up, I would think that, you know, how they might get bullied. I don't go to school anymore. I, I, I work so I can I can live with that. And I'll have colleagues that won't see any difference. But what about them? And somebody mentioned to me that look, the next generation are more resilient and they will have a voice. They will speak up and they will find their way. And don't worry about them. If you, again, have a good mindset and set a good example and take everything in a positive mindset. And I think, yeah, even the negatives can turn into positives and that's my story I always look back and I think yeah there's a lot more negativity involved but in between of getting these awards and then that's where it put, brings it back to knowing that you know don't give up don't give up and there's always someone watching you and supporting you and it's important to be that way yeah thank you so much for sharing that as well because we do care too much about what other people are going to say and what other people think when it really doesn't matter like nobody can take away anything that you've achieved so far regardless of how you look and that's kind of it's surface level isn't it you know if that's all what people are going to look and say they're not worth having around you anyways and I think people do find it quite hard as well when you are such a positive person to open up and like let people know as well like it's not always 100% happy days at all because it's not social media especially it only shows you that kind of perfected version of yourself doesn't it we only show the highlights and stuff and it can be quite tough when people only see you as that person it's so true I mean I'm I'm not gonna lie I think since 
since the racism uh, debate that happened with Azim Rafiq, I really shied away from even talking to the BBC at one point and I thought, I don't want to get involved in this because it is quite a negative subject and how will they turn it around? But it brought back a lot of memories of what I had to face in the county setup. I mean, at times when I didn't perform really well, I would just wait in the changing room or be the last one to get changed or get in the car and just leave and not talk to anyone. And it was so hard. It was isolated at times. Even when I got home, I didn't really speak about my performance. And again, yeah, you do need to create that balance and think that how do you turn things around? And like you say, if they don't think good of you or they have something to talk to about you or judge you in a way because of the way you look and how you feel, then they're not good people to be around you. And when I changed that scene, when I got away from that county setup and got involved into other games and teams, it was so much nice. And I thought, yeah, I've actually picked up my confidence. I've got a bit more self-esteem and it helps to know that you, you just need the right people around you and you'll shine again. So sometimes it's not about a list of having these awards under your belt and thinking, wow, what are they? They are trophies that will sit on a shelf, but they will only mean something if you know that you've worked hard for them and you've changed something around, you've changed the mindset of other people around you. I would do anything to say that. Yeah, it's not about having this title of achievement. It's given me a platform. It's given me a chance to now talk about my story. But I wish without all of this, because I, I still see a lot of people make a bigger impact using social media as a tool. But yeah, I think it's those, we're a voice for those out there that don't really talk a lot about themselves or shy away or second best themselves or think twice about getting involved in something. And I, I want to make it as easy as possible for them to know that look there's there's always something out there for everyone there's doors open for everyone and we've got to accept everyone regardless of their disability or color or race so yeah we we want to be open to everyone and I think yeah it does help now that fact that I can talk about myself a bit more at a better level it helps a lot of people come through and I mean the very first time when I mentioned Vitiligo I had an organization uh, an organizer from the Commonwealth teams get in contact with me and she said Salma I've got Vitiligo and I'm so excited that you mentioned it because I love the fact to, to know that when someone else talks about it it makes me happy and I was like wow you know I was scared to even post it and there he is someone that really applauding the fact that I mentioned it so you think you just don't know how people are going to react to things there's sometimes a lot of negativity comments as well out there that people do mention all this even men that will give you stick and say well I can hit you the park for six or who watches women's cricket anyway there's hardly anyone sitting in the ground but you got to do the talking with your game or you got to let them speak their mind because that's quite narrowed but yeah there's a lot going on in the world now and you know like let's talk about the cricket world cup I mean I watch South Africa play against India and India oh, I love the team the fact that they've got such great personalities but South Africa oh such an amazing team and within the last three years they've just gone strength to strength and this World Cup all of a sudden for the semi-finals has just got more exciting it's, it's just going to be so much fun to watch for the next couple of days I'm just tuned in I'm so glad I'm on maternity leave because I'm not moving I'm watching the games it's so much fun now just reflecting on that Azim Rafiq moment as well in terms of hopefully how the conversation will now change and more awareness is going to be raised and actions we want to see actions we don't want to just see talk we want to see actions but a part of that discussion what was missing was women's voices there's been so much focus on the men's game and a lack of 
note about women's games so obviously a lot that goes on behind the scenes as well a lot of misogyny and sexist comments but also paired with being from a South Asian background it's a double whammy isn't it I mean I know his younger sister Amna Rafiq and uh, she's been a keynote speaker recently so it's good to see that because I've known her on a personal level as much as I did but a lot of it was again she said when I was playing for the county level I felt I wasn't included in the games or nobody would speak to me and she gave up playing cricket altogether so you think yeah it's it's a shame that that does happen and even in this day and age and it was even when I read up uh, um, on Azim's uh, story and I thought wow you know he's just spoken to the coach about losing his child and for someone not to even have that support and it was such a traumatic time for him it's just hard I wish that on no one because we are all human and we do have a life as well behind the scenes and you got to accept how it affects your game altogether and you can see that this was someone that was in the England setup. He was captain of the under 16 side and now he's barely playing cricket. And he's, it's just sad to know that it's at the to- same time he's thinking about relocating just so he can have a better life because of everything that he's done. But if he had not spoken up, then it, it probably wouldn't have been easier for the likes of me or anyone else to speak up. So I'm glad. I'm so glad that he did all that for us. So something can be set in stone and that change can come forward because since then the ECB have got in contact and did surveys and asked us about changes and what they would like to see in the setup. So it's good. It's definitely sometimes it just takes that one person and then everyone else will follow. And for that one person, it's a million voices. And I look at it and in that sense of my own life as well. And I'm glad that I did what I did now that it's easier for the rest of the generation to follow people of my colour. So it's nice. I mean, you don't go into a game where you think I'm going to do it for others or I've got to think, yeah, I'm an Asian girl and now it's my job to do something for them. You do it in a sense for yourself anyway. The rest sort of falls into place and I'm glad that it's inspired other people around me. And I'm just, you know, hoping that we will see more Asian girls or girls of colour playing in the better setups. And now that we've got franchise cricket, even the 100, it's good to see that girls that we probably won't carry on to go on to play for England, we get to still see them perform at stadiums and young girls like my daughters and school kids are going along to watch these games and these girls are becoming a household name so yeah there's still a lot of opportunities out there and it's going to be a good show. Commonwealth Games Birmingham 2022 hometown hero and ambassador tell us a little bit about what that means and all the work that you've been doing to promote the games. Last year they did a process where they were looking for hometown heroes they wrote up a lot of stories and there was nominations a process that was going forward and out of I probably believe about a thousand applications they came down to the top 14 hometown heroes that were doing amazing things in their community and I was lucky to be one of them and it was so nice to get that call and to know that oh you've been shortlisted and we want you to come along and take part and the first ever thing that we want you to guys to get involved is the Queen's Baton Relay which happened uh, last year in August and it was such a great event I mean we had the honour of being at the Queen's Palace a few feet away from the Queen, Her Majesty, and it was so nice that this was the launch of the Queen's Baton Relay and we had a walk around. It was all 
live on BBC News that day. It gave us a platform again to share our stories, to inspire a lot of people around us. As hometown heroes, we are encouraging a lot of kids and the people of Birmingham and the country to come get involved in the games, either to take up some coaching sessions or get into the job roles that they're offering. Just look forward to the games itself and celebrate having a community. As an ambassador, just recently, we've done the Baton Bearers nomination process has opened and we have asked everyone to sort of uh, find someone that makes a difference every day, has a story, faces up to challenges and is someone that's inspiring in the community and this again was from all over the country that they could have been nominated or someone nominate them and it was nice to see that we've read up stories of recent and uh, it's going through a selection process of the baton bearers when the baton does come back to the UK itself at the moment it's traveling all over the world and it's so nice to know that so many countries have held on to it and celebrated the moment and when it does come back to England we will see such amazing uh, individuals that will uh, be able to have that and bear perfect well that's a really nice place to wrap up okay so much to talk about and it was I didn't want to stop at any point either no that's fine that's fine I'm glad I'm glad we spoke about it and it's it's nice again to catch up and yeah my, my litter two are sleeping anyway so you you can carry on if you want but yeah that's everything in a nutshell I guess yeah thank you so so much for sparing time chatting to me because I feel like a lot of people are going to be inspired by this conversation I hope so that's what it's all about sometimes just someone to say well we heard about this and since this day we want to do something now and we can do it so why not doors are open for everyone and anyone so yeah that's what it's all about so thank you so much for having me today it was a pleasure massive thank you to Salma for coming on and being a guest on the podcast she said some really insightful things some really interesting things and we're really proud of the work that she's done And we hope she continues to be that trailblazer and that role model for South Asian girls. And to all our listeners, if you want to keep up to date with everything that we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at WCricketChat, on Instagram at Women's Cricket Chat. And if you want to give us a like on Facebook, we are Women's Cricket Chat. If you'd like to give our personal Twitters a follow, then it's at Hannity1194, at GeorgiaHeath27, at CassieCoombs98, at Mehika Barshney, and I'm at Alex Jane Perez. This has been Women's Cricket Chat. Tune in next time.